Okay, coming back home feels good. Uh, like getting back in the stadium and uh, getting our guys back on track. Um, we've watched uh, uh, the commanders here uh, during this early part of the season have uh, a really close opportunity for them to be on the other end of this thing with uh, the games they played against Philadelphia. They played two great games against Philadelphia and uh, scored a ton of points and, and had a chance to win both those games. Uh, and uh, that would have would made a little difference in the, in the NFL world. Um, so we have a lot of respect for them. We're seeing a quarterback, uh, the young guy, Sam Howell is a young guy, but he's tough. Uh, they're, they're leaning on him. They're giving him an opportunity to, to control the game. Um, and it's it's impressive the, the job that he's been doing, and you can tell that Eric is is uh, really believes in him by the way he's calling it, and so um, we feel that confidence that he's he's exuding, and uh, and realize we, we got to do a great job against this this offense. Um, on the other side of the ball, they've been they've been tough. They're really good up inside, um, and uh, we got our hands full there. So it's going to be a terrific matchup for us, and we got to get get our act together. So we're on. What kind of quarterback is Howell? What does he do well? He's um, he's he moves a lot. You know, they move him uh, out of the pocket, um, and so he, he can do all of that stuff. He's not a runner, but uh, he, he scrambles. He's got 150-something yards in average and something. He's got a five-yard average when he runs, um, but that's not the feature part of it. He's, he is uh, in the mode, uh, 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 the mold of what Kansas City looks like. You know, they're using the quarterback in the same way. We're real fam everybody's familiar with seeing that, and they're counting on Sam to do his stuff. And, and so it's drop-back guy, good rhythm. Um, he's strong and physical, and he can throw the ball all over the field. So um, the main thing you can see with a young guy, the confidence that they have in them and how they're, they're calling their stuff, it's impressive. The playmakers that he's throwing to, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why he's got the most yards in the NFC, I think, is for the quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's got a great group. Um, Terry McLaurin is, is terrific. Uh, Logan is a, is a premier-looking tight end. He's gone to those guys, and they have a lot of speed with the, with the other guys that they go to. Uh, both running backs that, that they, they feature, uh, uh, Robinson and Gibson, are both really well-equipped. They run hard, run thick, so they have a good complement to what they're doing there. Um, so, but they are, they're, they're really going for it in the throwing game. They've thrown the ball 100 times more than we have already, you know, so they're, they're really trying. Wednesday, but so far, how have you seen your team just kind of bounce back from? Um, uh, they're they're going to bounce back. Fine. There we're we've uh, dealt with all that and and uh, just looking at what it was like out there. Walk through today. These guys are ready to go. When you have had games like that in your career, what's what is the biggest point you kind of look at for teams that do successfully have a bounce back from from a game like that? Yeah, it's it's really. It's the leadership's attitude, you know, the guys that, that you really count on to send the message because the younger guys are watching those guys and how do they respond and how, how hard do they push and are they focused and can they turn the page. Uh, the younger guys are, you know, we have a very young team and, and uh, we count a lot on our leadership to send the right message and with Gino and Bobby and those guys that, that Diggsy and those guys that do that for us, um, it's, it's, kind of, it's incumbent upon them to, to really live it right. So they've, they've come out of the shoots looking good, meetings were good today. Um, everything about it was uplifting. So uh, there's a, so much football ahead of us. This is officially marking the halfway point, right? Once we get past this game, somewhere in the middle of the week here, it's really the halfway point. But uh, we're officially turning the corner here, you know, game game nine for us and, and uh, week 10. So this is a, a huge opportunity for us to recapture the mentality, make sure that we're on and we play a great game at home. When you look at your defense as a whole, kind of, yeah, as you mentioned, kind of the halfway point, when, you know, Kind of from weeks one to week eight, where do you feel like you guys are right now? Well, we had a, we, we 
we didn't play very well in this last game, but we've been playing really well until that. And, and so uh, we got to get back on track and see, you know, I'll, I'll let you know after this game this weekend. Um, I'm not going to judge anything on, on what just happened. Uh, we're we're going to put that behind us and go. Just like always, you know, it's you can have a really good game, you can have a really bad game, and it's how you get back on track is what's important. And we've been working the discipline of that for a long time. We'll see how we handle it. Now that he's been in two different spots, what are some of the characteristics of an Eric Bieniemy offense? What's about the two different spots? Well, he's, he's been a coordinator in Kansas City. Okay, he's been a coordinator yeah. here in Washington. Um, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, there's a, leaning on a lot of the same principles and, and the wide open attack, um, spreading the field really well, um, using their formations. Uh, they've got, you know, with having Logan, they, they've got a, a tight end that they can feature, and he's involved with a lot of cool stuff that they do. Um, so it, it's, there's a lot of similarities, and uh, he's calling it wide open. You know, he's going for it. And 19 when you win the turnover battle, 3-0 this season. You have a full day devoted to turnover Thursday. It's all about the ball. How do you emphasize that any more than you already have, given some yeah. of the mistakes that have come out? That's a really good question because I'm always taxed with that. How can we emphasize it better? You know, and, and uh, you know, I'm doing this for 20-something years of emphasizing turnover Thursday, you know, and, and making sure that we're on it, um, which probably the most, uh, you know, the the most important part of that is taking care of the ball, you know, and not giving it away um, to control those, those, you know, that emphasis. But, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm always looking and, and trying to draw different aspects of it and, and examples and, and our presentations that we give and, and the focus that we bring to it, the competition that we have in it, you know, I mean, we all the way up to the end of Thursday to the last play, you know, we're battling to see who wins the day uh, in terms of the ball. So, but I'm always searching, so, and that, that search won't end. Guys have had on offense. How much of those are uh, like bad decisions by Gino versus other factors around him that he couldn't control? There's been factors. Yeah, there's been factors, and I'm you know me. I'm not one trying to nail anybody uh, on stuff. There's been factors that contribute, and, and some it just depends. You know, on the situations. Um, you know, we we mis misread something and didn't didn't really see it clearly because we got fooled by their by their disguise, and uh, and then we didn't respond well when we communicated. So we just we had a you know, lousy play that turned into a turnover for them. And kind of a number of things had to contribute to that, make that happen. Um, but that's just how it is, you know, and, and, and it, we just have to keep track of it. And it's there are other circumstances that weigh into these things. It's not just one guy. How is uh, DJ Dallas? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he was supposedly hurt, but he was bouncing around out there today. And, and uh, his attitude is so, so committed to not missing anything. I don't know. He was out there catching punts and all that kind of stuff and running around, and he's going to try to get back. So um, um, pretty impressive kid. He's like exactly what you're looking for in guys that overcome the, you know, the mishaps and the difficulties and, the, and what would hold other guys back sometimes. You know, he's, he's, he's going to try to fight through it. We heard a lot at the beginning of the year about how impressive it was that Jordan Brooks had come back so quickly from surgery. But I guess halfway through the season, what have you thought about his play and what kind of influences he and Bobby have just on the, the young guys in this defense. Jordan has played the best football he's played for us, and he's always been a, a highlight player. You know, he's always got the big plays and the running and the hitting. He, he can do everything. You know, he's he, he's got all of the skills, in the packages to do everything. But he's been his best, and he's been most consistent, um, on point, understands the scheme. Communications are the best it's been, you know, between he and Bobby in particular, and working with Diggsy and, and uh, Jamal and, and uh, Julian on the back end so that everything fits really well. But it's been um, it's been very impressive so far, and, and uh, we're, we're 
highlighting him as we can, you know, with the different things that he's capable of doing. And so he's, he's been really cool watching him play. Pete, is there a common denominator of making a quarterback uncomfortable? Uh, making a quarterback uncomfortable, does it matter whether it's a young guy or an old guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. You know, um, the older guys have seen more, you know, and so that they, they just have more in their background and more, you know, uh, in, in the reserve tank of they've seen this, they've seen that, they can tell, they can feel it differently, you know. So they have a real advantage over the younger guys. But, um, you know, guys are s schooled so well nowadays and they're brought up throwing the ball so much as they've been growing up that they're way ahead of where it used to be, you know. And, and these guys are able to and, and capable of handling, you know, tough situations, tough disguises and then tough zero pressures and, and disguise pressures and all of that to a point where they, they, they can make it, you know, and, and uh, Sam's a good example of that. He's doing really well. Uh, they're not holding back. They're not trying to, you know, make it easy on them. They're, they're running their offense the way they want to run it and going for it the way they want to go for it. And he's handling it really well. I, it's, it's really impressive. He's doing a very good job. So I, I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's easier to fool a young guy than it is to fool an older guy for sure. Pressure then the key in both of that, getting pressure to win. It's, it's always the key, yeah. It's always the key making it hard on the quarterback, and, and whether it's four-man or not. You know, if you pressure with guys off the edge or little backers or however, it's always the key to make them have to quicken, make them a bit uncomfortable, make it a little blurrier, you know, and, and so that they don't have just the normal rhythm that they're so good at. These guys can nowadays can throw the ball all over the field if you don't get after it and you don't make it hard on them. And you can make it hard by disguising, by coverage, by pressure, and the combination of all of that stuff. So, you know, it ain't easy. <laughs> it's hard. In the run game, there's been a lot of factors that have, I think, kept those numbers down. It's not for lack of effort from the running backs, but do they need extra encouragement? Is there a conversation? Is it more about getting them involved in maybe the passing game to keep them in the game in a different way? Yeah, I think it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing uh, you know, conversation to, to make sure that they're, they're abreast of what's happening so that they're clear on you know how things went and whether we had to go to them a lot or whether we, we couldn't. Um, sometimes it's the rotations, you know, that and just the way plays come off the, you know, the, the caller's card, you know, sometimes they get their chances more so than others. But so it's an ongoing conversation. I, I like our guys to be hungry for it. I like our guys to be frustrated by the, by the, the fact they want more opportunities. I have no problem with that. Um, but they have to manage it. And so we have to be in communication and do a nice job so it doesn't hurt us and get in our way because it can definitely become a distraction if, if, you know, if you don't deal with it right. Lucas in the walkthrough too? No. What's Jared? Oh, we think next week is he, he should start up on Monday is what we're trying. That's what we're shooting for. What's Jared Reed brought you guys in special teams this year? What's he got? Jared, what's he bring in, in special teams? He's doing, yeah, he's been a big factor. He's up in the, you know, we keep score of those guys throughout the year. Uh, he's he's competing to be right on top of the list of stuff, and Ballor doesn't like it, uh, which is good. Um, he's been uh, really committed, and, and he runs really well, and he's really, and he's tough, and he goes for it, so he's been a factor. You know, that there's a certain nature about the special teams guys that um, separates them. He's He looks at an early, you know, observation of him uh, that he's a real factor in what we're doing. And uh, so at, at the halfway point, you know, we want to really push it and even ask more of him because he shows that he's got an instinct for it and, and, a, and a really good motor for it. So he's doing a really nice job. How do you assess uh, Reek Wollin's season so far? Um, he, he's had he's had a solid start to it under the most, you know, 
difficult circumstances because of the injury that happened um, at the time that it did. Um, but he's he's back to running really well and, and he's moving well. Um, he's had some plays get away from him that uh, you know frustrating to, to see. He made uh, not, not the right decisions on some of the tackles that he's had opportunities to go for. He you know, tried to knock a ball out last week and it wasn't the right it wasn't the right time you know for for that. Um, so, um, but I he, I think without question his best is still here for him in, in this season and uh and getting him comfortable and getting him back on track uh with so there's no none of those decisions show up in the game you know where there's you know he misses an opportunity to close something off or to make a play on something um so i'm working with him very closely to make sure that we, we keep working to maximize him he's got a lot a lot out there ahead of him still given how young he still is at cornerback you know, he's only played it for a couple seasons in college did that miss time maybe hurt him more than it would other yes. players no question, no question it did. Um, and because um, he had the expectations that came off of last year and he was ready for, you know, take on the world and then he just gets, you know, abruptly stopped and he's out for a while and gets operated on, you know, all that. That, that he needed that time to find his second year mentality legs and all that kind of stuff and he, and he wasn't able to, you know, wasn't afforded that. So um, we're still in that, in the mode kind of, uh, kind of getting back on track to be really sharp and really right on, on all of his decisions that he's making and, and the choices that he makes. And so uh, there's really good play ahead of him, I think, even better than what we've seen. With how, how, how did Phil Haynes make it through the game with the calf injury? And he did fine. How's he doing? How did you, how'd you think of it? He played a good, solid game. He, he was he was fine. He made it through. Uh, it's the first time in three weeks or something like that that he's felt OK. So he comes back in, in this week, and he's in, in going ahead now. We're, we're leaving it behind. So it's good good sign. With Gino, the his splits like with play action versus non play action this season have been pretty stark. What do you make of how much more productive he's been with play action as opposed to pure drop back situations? Uh, really like it. You know, we like to like to make sure that uh, we make it hard on our opponent in this, by continuing to do it. You know, it's, we've been really good at it. Numbers are terrific, and and uh, so it's just it's a real positive side of the offense right now. There's uh, obviously a reason why you don't just do it every time. What are you like sacrificing when you have the play fake? Um, just the variety of protections that you use and the different actions, you know, aren't always as, as predictable for picking stuff up, you know, and, and uh, so you have to pick and choose your times and, and we, we need to keep them in a, in a run pass mode, you know, whether it's they're being threatened by the, the play action game or the running game and that fits together and fits off each other. So we have to keep that alive as, as much as anything. How is uh, Derek Hall? Uh, he seems to be okay. Our guys really seem to be bouncing back. And that's which is the question was asked earlier and how are we doing? Um, most everybody was working in the, in the walkthrough, and uh, there's a couple guys that have a chance to maybe we hold them back today. I don't, they don't want to do that. You know, they want to go. So there's a really good sense that uh, he's one of those guys, I think. We'll see, I guess, see what happens during the day. Yeah. How about Anthony Bradford with him sitting last uh, Yeah, he's, he's feeling way better. Yeah, and he had a, uh, a little treatment that was done that he, he thinks was really positive. So he's, he's got a good, hopeful thought for this week. Are you expecting Kenny McIntosh to play on Sunday? Um, possibly. That possibly could happen. He's getting a lot of reps because of DJ being, you know, a little in question. You know, figure out what he is. Um, um, can he get a lot of work in the walkthrough today? So he he'll get revved up, and we'll have him ready to play. Yes. You guys started the clock on Derek. What do you think he could add once he gets back? Um, well, first off, he's because it's taken a while for us to get to that point where we, we start him up. He's in great shape I and mean, he's really ready to go. He could play this week, so that's that's an interesting addition because he he was a real positive factor in special teams in particular last year, and in the the way we played him. So uh, he's he's coming out the first week competing to see if, if he can find you know find his way to the roster and, and, and play time. So that's a really positive. 
Would you positive something? Would you be <laughs> Would you be in favor of the NFL reviewing every call, every timing decision in the last <coughs> two minutes of a game? In the last In the last two minutes of the game, um, as long as we're subject to, to the replay mode, you know, I think they should get things right. Yeah. Now. I would have told you for years and years and years, I, didn't, I would rather let, put it on the officials to call the game, let's keep the game going. I like it better when it was like that. But now that I've, I've grown up, you know, and not been kicking, screaming about it, um, I think we should use it. And I think they're, you know, they're trying to help as much as they can, you know, more than ever. And, and uh, I think they just keep expanding their, their effect because if we, if we need to get it right. You know, we need to do things right and not, not have to live with the issues and stuff that we could have after the game, you know, you, you, you know you, you gripe and moan and all that. So if they think that they could do it, if they could handle it, you know, and have enough crew to handle all the games and really and, and see it, I mean, that, that's, I think that's a big statement for them to, to be able to do every, every play. But I think it'd be, uh, I think we'd all, it'd be in the best interest of getting things right. And that's what, really what we'd like to do. So you'd want to expand technology for line to gain for everything you could possibly do. With yep, that. yep, I'd go with that. And, and now that we're that far into it, let's go. Why do you think you guys haven't found the consistency maybe you were looking for in your run game? What about it? Yeah, like why do you think it has been as consistent as maybe um, you hoped? Yeah, if I knew that, we wouldn't. We'd be consistent. <laughs> um, yeah, we're still we're still see seeking it. We're it's halfway, you know, and. Uh, we have a lot of time to get better, I'm, and I'm still counting on that. And holding a, an optimistic thought, um, it's important for us because we, we have the guys to get it done. We, then we we just we need to pull it off and make it happen, come to life, and it'll affect our entire football team if we do. That, that is just getting more turns, getting more. It's, it's converting on third down, is is really what we need to do better, and that that will give us the opportunities to make the calls. We have the right rhythms of how much we're running it. That's not the question. We need more first downs. And, and that means converting is really the, the big factor. Unfortunately, it's kind of the same story that it's always been. You good?